everyone, my name is Patrick Gill and I'm your host from the Aware Panel. The Aware Panel is a weekly podcast which talks about different societal issues ranging from racism, climate change, mental health, homeschooling, businesses and so much more. We believe that society needs to change and bring more awareness Shadan, who is a US attorney, an activist and an author, and today we talked about the Red Movement and how to end modern day slavery and We had an amazing chat about different aspects such as the farmers protests and sustainability and impact on the environment from consumerism from big corporations. And I think this episode was really interesting and sparked an interest for me. So yeah, so let's just get on with the episode guys. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Aware Panel. Today we have Shadan Capri, who is a US attorney, activist and author. So do you want to introduce yourself in a bit more detail? Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, Like you said, I am an attorney here in the US. I do uh, international human rights, civil rights, and I also do a lot of family law with an emphasis on helping uh, women and children in domestic violence situations. Um, Years ago, I did a U.S. Fulbright on human trafficking, and that started this lifelong journey of learning more about it and ended up um, becoming a book that came out uh, March of 2020. Perfect, perfect. That sounds amazing. So firstly, I want to ask, why did you want to talk more about the Red Movement and yeah because I never I never heard of the concept before I did a little bit of research however um, I don't know too much about it so why have you decided to speak about this topic well I started researching this topic over 15 years ago and the more I started to learn the more I was really just shocked at what I was learning and there wasn't anything out there that sort of brought it all together and so I created this this movement and this book Um, that's named the Red Movement, to really bring awareness. Um, It's not just about sort of human trafficking, but it's this intersection of how human rights and the environment um, have come together. And we're facing a crisis that we've never faced before uh, with the whole George Floyd unrest. That was sort of a glimpse. I think for a lot of people, that was the first time they got a glimpse that, oh, there's a serious problem here. There's something going on here much greater than um, what we're aware of or what we talk about. But the Red Movement sort of takes the Black Lives Matter movement and, and makes it international in the sense that systemic um, racism, systemic discrimination, it is much greater than people think. It, it's it's not limited to pl- police brutality. It's actually, it's so insidious in our everyday lives that it's, it's almost unbelievable. And so I created the Red Movement to raise awareness about it. And essentially, it's a movement to help people understand how um, intertwined human trafficking is in our everyday lives. Many people don't realize that so many of the things that we use that we don't even think of 
are tainted by modern day slavery from, from food to clothing um, to electronics, even the events that we watch, the Olympics and the World Cup. I mean, it's just so weaved into our lives. Uh, every once in a while, the media will do a big story. Uh, years ago, there was the, the chocolate, the slaves of chocolate. All these stories came out, start out in 2000, where all these stories were coming out of Africa, these children who were the ones that were harvesting um, the chocolate for 70% of the world. And so these stories began coming out of Africa, but it's so much more than just chocolate. It's chocolate, it's coffee, it's diamonds, it's, it's sometimes it's, a, it's the minerals in our cosmetics. I mean, it's so insidious that it's, it's hard to imagine. So when I started doing all this research, I started seeing these patterns and I started seeing how the environment and human rights and how consumerism all came together to create this sort of perfect storm. And I realized that no one was out there talking about it in this way. Uh, every once in a while, there'll be an article, the New York Times just had an article about the human toll of um, cheap stuff made in China. And they talked about um, these these forced labor camps in China and how, how horrible working conditions, but they don't really talk. It's not just, it's not just China, it's India, it's Bangladesh. It's so, it's so many other countries and it's not just, um, in their article, they talked about Halloween decorate declarations and, but it's also, it's also tennis shoes. It's also clothes. It's also, I mean, it's just, it's so hard to understand how involved it is and our consumerism has in a way driven it because all of this um these companies in order to make more money they they sort of moved over to these third world countries because labor is so cheap and but the problem is is that they're being created there and and workers are being exploited but then the products are, are ending up in the uk and ending up in the united states and we're purchasing them. And by doing that, we're supporting these companies that are exploiting people, exploiting the environment. And as a result, we sort of come to this crossroads where the amount of exploitation that's going on now is unprecedented. And um, I think very few people are talking about the role that consumerism and just the average everyday person plays in this sort of environmental and human rights crisis. Definitely. Like today, like modernist many people don't know about modern day slavery like i don't know if you heard this recently but in india there's been farmers protests because they've been treated like slaves to these big corporations who are taking their money away basically and they're having protests around india and like recently rihanna tweeted something about this movement and it completely exploded like you cannot believe how much it exploded because for months and months since the laws passed to basically discriminate farmers people have been um bringing this to action definitely and since that tweet been basically around the news since like a pop star like rihanna tweet about it but people were saying that oh these bollywood actors wasn't even talking about it so like it's crazy how like an influencer can actually bring modern day slavery into the developed world, for example. And as you said, like like products, for example, going into these developed countries like the US and the United Kingdom, it's something that not many people know basically. So 
it's very crazy that it's not much awareness until now when like a big star literally just tweeted about and saying why aren't we talking about this Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i mean human trafficking can be traced back to almost every industry from the food to fashion diamonds to toys coffee chocolate computers smartphones even large-scale events like the super bowl or the olympics or the world cup um the products from modern day slavery are so embedded in our daily lives that we're literally surrounded by them yet most people fail to see that connection um if you look at the slave trade During the transatlantic slave trade, there were more than 12 million people sold into slavery. The number of people living enslaved by conditions now was more than three times at 40 million. And these are things that people aren't really talking about. And I think what happens is it's one of those situations where it's, it's not right in our face. We don't see it, but we're using all these products. We're benefiting from this exploitation, not even realizing that by buying these products, by watching these events, by participating um, in helping these corporations grow, we're inadvertently helping this problem grow. And so the purpose of the Red Movement, uh, first and foremost, is to raise awareness about how our everyday purchases um, are are pushing these problems forward and supporting these these corporations. I mean, it's not even just, it's not just human trafficking, it's also the environment. When the clothes that we wear, there's this thing called um, fashion landfills now, where now we are throwing away more clothes than ever, and there's a huge environmental footprint that's being left behind. Fast fashion came into play so that people could start buying, you know, their favorite style, so that it wasn't just a couple um different times a year that stores would get new 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 fashion but the problem is is the the fast fashion has created an environmental nightmare and so it's all of this coming together and and the purposes of the red movement and the purpose for writing the book was first of all to bring it all together so people can see that there is a connection and then also talk about sort of what the average consumer can do. Because I think a lot of times when we're sitting at home and we watch the news, we feel helpless. We feel like these are problems that are so big and they're halfway across the world and they're not something that we as the average person um can make a difference, but that's not true. I mean, if you look at any type of historical movement, it always starts off as a grassroots movement. It always starts off with people, consumers, regular average people sort of becoming aware of a problem and then deciding they want to do something about it. And that's what this movement's all about. Oh, definitely. I completely like stand up for what you're saying because like these days, like for like in the I don't know if it's in the US as well, but in the UK right here, um like something like fair trade, for example, like if you buy like a certain product, all the money will go back to like the slaves basically to help them uh, like reach the minimum wage and like that was a good initiative because it was like someone could like buy a piece of chocolate and the profit that is made from buying that chocolate or whatever it is that had a like fair trade sticker it will go back into um like the slaves and the people who actually produce the items instead of the big corporations that's something that is working towards but also like what's happening these days with like human trafficking and like 
exploitation, especially in like developing countries, like I said, with the farmers' protest and all of that. That that was that's an example of how human trafficking could become so much worse if like laws like that are passed through. And also like with the environment as well, like more more big corporations are using things like plastic just so to reduce their cost but they're not thinking about how could it affect the environment and all of that so i just don't understand how that comes through to be honest no you're absolutely right i mean we go out and we buy something like um a package of spinach and the spinach will go bad after a week but that plastic container that we bought it in it'll take God knows how many years for it to biodegrade. Um, and that's what I mean when I say it's just so much a part of our lives that people don't realize it. A lot of the things that we just take for granted, you know, when we go to a store and we see a t-shirt that we think is a good deal, we walk away thinking, oh, I got such a great deal on this t-shirt or this dress or not realizing that, yeah, maybe we got a good deal, but who's the one actually paying the price for the these good deals? Because the corporations are still going to make their money. The corporations are there to make, you know, to make a profit. So they're not going to lose out. It's it's the people that create these um, t-shirts and shoes, and those are the people they're being exploited, paid very little, and oftentimes not even, most times, not even really a a livable wage. And that's how the corporations are able to make the money, because they use exploited labor, they they pay them very little, and then they ship them over to the UK or to the US, where they charge tremendously more um, to the consumer, and the consumer buys it thinking, oh, I'm getting such a great deal. I can't believe I got this t-shirt for like $7, not realizing that that $7 t-shirt is actually the result of some sort of most likely exploited labor, and that's why the companies are able to now make money off these $7 t-shirts. So at the end of the day, it's, it's not really a good deal when you're exploiting others in order to have a lifestyle that's comfortable, and I think once people sort of see that and make that connection, they'll see that the good deals that they come across, they'll begin to sort of wonder like, okay, who are the people behind these products, these things that we use in our lives every day that we take for granted? I mean, who's the person that that helped, you know, make my clothes or helped harvest um what's behind, you know, the cocoa and the, and the coffee and the chocolate and all that. I mean, who are the people behind these? These things don't just magically show up in the supermarket. There's a whole supply chain and these supply chains oftentimes go around the world. And the problem is, is that, is that people don't realize these supply changes are often tainted by modern day slavery. And so the purpose of the red movement is to get people thinking about the items that they buy every day and how that impacts um, much a much greater issue. So, and then in the book, if you look at, um, I have a whole chapter, I have actually a whole section on solutions, but it starts off with sort of what the normal person can do. I mean, there's so many, there's so many resources out there. Part of the problem is people don't know about them. There's, there's apps you can use that tell you about 
the brands that you're buying and whether they've been known to um, be tainted by modern day slavery. There's a couple of really good apps. One is called Good On You. It's an ethical shopping app. Um, there's another one called ethical barcode and what they do is they make it easier for consumers to buy products knowing they're not supporting companies with unethical or illegal labor practices. Um, the good on you is a great source for finding brands with ethical and environmental sustainable fashion. The app allows shoppers to check the ratings on more than 2000 different fashion brands while they shop. Um, and it's just, I mean, there's so like, there's a, there's a how good app that also you can scan barcodes to quickly access a database of over 200,000 uh, different product rate, rate ratings. Um, but there's just so much out there. And there's also the other thing that makes it really wonderful is there's companies now that are, that are propping up with mission statements to really fight these problems, to have a positive environmental impact and to not exploit the communities where they're making these products. And, and I remember when I was researching for the book, I, I was just astonished by all these wonderful companies that are starting to sprout. Um, one of them is called Everlane. Um, they believe in radical transparency, um, ethical factories, they provide fair wages, and it's on the forefront of using consumerism to change the world, you know, one purchase at a time. And there's so many others. I mean, I literally in the book have sort of a list of all these different companies that there's the fair trade wins. Um, they believe that people on the planet should not be exploited for the things that, that we buy. There's um, Reformation, which is a wonderful website um, that they're not only environmentally conscious, but they also have a mission to make sure that their workers get a fair wage. So there are companies out there that are actually aware of this and that are um, dealing with this head on. The problem is, is average consumer doesn't know about these companies. And so part of the reason for the red movement is to sort of get these companies out in the forefront so people can start supporting brands that have the same values that they have, that have the same sort of moral um, beliefs that they have. Um, but it just starts there. There's a, one of my favorite um, companies, it's called Ten Tree. For every item purchased, they plant 10 trees. To date, they've planted 25 million trees with the goal of planting 1 billion by 2030. And so it's great because every time, you know, you buy something, it's not just that you're helping these communities and you're making sure that people get livable wage, but you're also leaving behind a positive environmental footprint, which I think is, I think it's important. I think, especially with millennials, People now care about these issues. These issues are in the forefront of people's mind. And so if they're out there shopping and they have a choice between a brand that cares about the environment, that cares about giving their workers livable wages versus a brand that's unknown and you're getting it for a lot cheaper and you sort of wonder the origins of that, I think most people would would want to buy the brand that um, is ethically conscious. But the problem is that there's no way for people to know what those brands are unless they sort of do the research or read the book or, or kind of put themselves out there to learn more about this issue. And that's kind of where the red movement begins.
yeah completely like it's the case of like companies trying to become more sustainable in that way like like as you said with the company who every item they purchase just like plants a tree I, I think more companies are doing things like that like even like with um web browsers like a code like every search you do in their website they plant the leaves trees or something like that which is absolutely amazing like there are companies out there that are wanting to become more sustainable and like reduce slavery today and yeah i completely understand like even like youth yeah like myself i'm a youth i'm only 20 and i'm becoming more conscious that there are companies that are trying to be more sustainable and yeah that's just something that we're more aware about now and it just is amazing to hear that people becoming more conscious of what they buy rather than oh what is cheaper some people are more into the sustainable area which is a change for like society as a whole which is absolutely crazy to think when you think about it but yeah i'm just gonna close off the podcast right here so thank you so much for coming on and speaking about this because honestly it's something that we do need to talk about and bring awareness to changes such as that so yeah thank you so much oh thank you so much for having me and i hope you're doing well in the uk it's a pleasure talking to you no worries do you want to promote something maybe so the book is called the red movement it's a guide to ending modern day slavery and protecting the environment you can purchase it on amazon and barnes and noble perfect perfect make sure you buy the book honestly guys i'm gonna definitely buy it after this and reading more about it because it's actually something really interesting so yeah so thank you so much everyone for listening and also make sure to subscribe on apple Podcasts and spotify or any other streaming platform you're on and also follow social media at the aware panel and if you also want to become a guest on my show please go to www.theawarepanel.com thank you so much everyone and take care guys see you guys later bye Shadon. To Shadon. Thank you everyone for watching today's episode. I'm really glad that you loved the episode and I hope that the episode brought more awareness to you and you learned something new. So hope that's still in place. Thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, please put a review upon our Apple Podcast and show some support as well by sharing it on your social media platforms. And we have next week episode to come through. So make sure you listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. on software such as apple Podcasts and spotify and other things like that so we're gonna see you in another episode guys 